0: Today is an exclusive episode because I am minutes off of the finale of this drama. Silent took me some places and if you're ready to go with me, then let's do it. Spoiler alert, this is an exclusive episode and I keep saying that because it is wrapping up today and therefore, this is in your queue of watched dramas. I am going to go all the way in, so don't listen to this episode until you've had an opportunity to consume that last one for yourself first. The stars of this drama are Kabaguchi Haruna and Um, Kabaguchi Haruna has a very... um noticeable face because she's been in some pretty good dramas and I've always enjoyed watching her work I think she has a unique aesthetic when it comes to her personal her not personal style because they style you how they want you to look on these dramas but I've always enjoyed watching her stylishly uh, put together on these dramas I don't think I like the baggy super duper uber schmooper baggy look that they gave her this time around but um uh, i have enjoyed watching uh the fashion that they put on her in other dramas which by the way is the best you gonna get in japan baby uh meguru Rin. it took me a few minutes to realize where i know him from man i know Meguro uh Rin from kita hatsukoi And, you know, I may have to dedicate an episode to this. It's going to come up in 2023 and maybe in 2022. So I may as well go in for a second now. But Kieta Hatsukoi is the worst Japanese BL for me. And as I watched this drama, I am starting to think that the problem is Megururin. So, let me continue on with this before I go in on Meguru and Not him as a person, but just him as an actor. So, let me give you a synopsis of this drama. I know that you guys are watching all this stuff as well. So, I don't necessarily have to always give a synopsis. But I'm going to give one now. Only because this drama is still literally on the air. And there are people who either will not watch this or haven't had an opportunity to get to it yet. This is the setting. We've got our two main lead characters. They are high school students and they are in their last year of high school. And it's obvious that our female lead really likes our male lead. He is described best for me as a bit aloof, only in his way The way he affects people, he just doesn't seem to understand the way that he affects people. He is a striking, handsome guy, but he's very closed in the way that he communicates to every person in his life. He's that guy that may say something nice to you, but everything about his physical uh, approach to the way he's going to do it spells you know, um, that you're on the outside of him at all times. Um, Even if he told you that he loved you so much, you know, the way that he acts toward you and his, I don't even want to call it reservedness, but his closed approach to the way that he communicates to people almost feels like hatred. So you can imagine the female lead is very apprehensive about approaching him. Yet she is a she is a girl who is open to his clothes, she is open, and she really doesn't have an issue showing interest. And that interest is so evident that he it 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 becomes obvious to him that she likes him. And so he takes an interest to her as well. And he listens to an MP3 player and or an iPod rather. And they kind of, you know, connect to each other via music. Who knows if she actually liked that music for real, for real. I mean, everybody likes music to some degree. But, you know, who knows whether her interest in music was spurred on by her interest in him or if they actually coincided in their interests. Nevertheless, They started to connect through this music and listening to these um, songs via his head, you know, earbuds. And they would do that. And she was really interested in all of that. As time goes on in that last year of high school, he discovers that he's losing his hearing. And because he's losing his hearing, it makes him um, make the most hurtful he decides that he is going to destroy everybody around him now he does not describe it this way and nobody else in the show necessarily does but this is my assessment he because he is losing his ability to hear by now him and the female lead are a couple he decides that he is going to disappear from her life from his best friend's life which is Minatu. He decides he's going to disappear from everybody's life, hide away in this apartment that he got via a scholarship because he was really good at soccer. So, you know, they provided housing for him as he continued his college studies. He decided that he was going to go and just become a hermit and pretend as though those people who were very much a part of his life if he was in high school and he just wanted to live his life after high school that would have been fine but he had some straight up ace boon coons after high school and for him to drop off the face of the earth destroyed them when he left he took a part of a major part of who they were and their lives just were never the same so time continues on as it does, regardless of what you're going through in life. Eminatu and um and her name is Tsumugi, Aoba Tsumugi, um, they come together and I'm working this out in real time. Yeah, I am trying to decompress because this drama, gosh, you know, part of this I'm going to hate to have to, you know, say but it needs to be said nevertheless um minato and tsumugi come together and in hindsight they likely come together because they have the same piece missing out of their lives and it is so which is uh Megururin's name in the drama sakura Soul. so so is gone but they are still there and because Minato always had a secret crush on Tsumugi, they became a couple. But it was a couple that was always infiltrated by the ghost of Sue, and um, Minato always knew that there was a an ever-present fear of so. Su- popping back up and him losing um, Smoogie's attention. And wouldn't you know, because this is a drama, So did pop back up to his credit. And this is the only credit that I can really give. Uh, so is Smoogie found him via subway. She ran into him. So his his wanting to stay away forever and ever, he really did go ahead and do it. What would have made what he ended up being more heinous is that if he had sought those people out and then started acting or continuing to act the way he acted. But they did find him. And as a result of Smoogie doing a little detective work, her little brother, Smoogie's little brother, he ended up, um, Hikaru, his name is Hikaru, and Hikaru ended up being cool with Sue's, Sue's little sister. Her name is Moe. So when he rolled up on her and was like, Hey, Sue is still around, like, what what the hell? And she spilled the beans on it all because uh So had held his entire family hostage. Because he he forced them to not tell anybody that he was having the issue he was having, which he lost his hearing, obviously. And he didn't want anybody to know. So he held them hostage. Moe was like at her limit clearly because he didn't even have to really ask hard he was just like what's up where what's so what is so doing like what is going on and she told him everything and because this is Smoogie's little brother he went and whole sis hey this is what's going on so i have to give i do have to give so give so credit because he did try to stay away from everybody that does not stop uh that doesn't that doesn't take away how cruel that was though so this is the premise of the show and now i am going to just decompress and attempt to go in with the way that i feel about what i just saw and so that i am not all over the place i'm going to attempt to do this character by character the ones that mattered for me uh so that I can try to put some order to this episode, but I want it to be as raw as possible. So forgive me if I'm everywhere because this drama makes me feel this way. So I'll try to round it out with our main main couple and then, you know, dash a little of everybody else in. So let's start with Minato. (sighs) Minato. Minato. Man, he was a gem. He really was. I had first lead syndrome while I watched this. Because you know how you watch a drama and they didn't commit the sin of making the second male lead more attractive than the first male lead. The problem with Megururin as as an actor is that he's extremely good looking. And when you look good like that, your expectation of output for me is a little bit higher and not just the romance but there are other factors that go into acting that I just expect out of you and I'm not saying he didn't give it but I'm saying that as a character this is my second time watching him on screen now and it just he seems like the problem to me but So they didn't commit that drama sin of making the second male lead more attractive than the first male lead. But that was a problem. It ended up being a problem overall for me because I had first lead syndrome and most of us have heard of second male second lead syndrome but I am going to coin first lead syndrome and if it's already out there I'm going to define this is my definition of it first lead syndrome is for me especially as it relates to this is when you're in denial about the fact that the second male lead is better for the for the the lead actress uh Minato if there was no so if like so had actually gone and died somewhere I would have been okay with Minato and I would have found everything he did commendable and precious and just everything that it actually was but my anticipation of uh and so being together made me upset whenever it felt like there was going to be a chance that she would pick Minato and I wish I would have never felt that way and uh, simply because minato was a gem he was a fucking diamond in the rough for the whole show he was the best character in this show hands down period point blank minato made me cry because he was so precious he was precious when Soul came back on the scene, Minato was so damn intelligent. He has such such emotional intelligence. His EQ is so high that he broke up with Smoogie. Now at certain times during the drama, I was upset about that. Only because Smoogie seemed like she just couldn't win. It just seemed like, you know, such a nice character just continuously was being dumped all over the damn place, and Minato added to that. But Minato is just—I have not read any other reviews about this. But I hope that when I go back and do that, that I real, that I see um, agreement that Minato was the star and should have just had everything he needed in this life so he let let her go he let her go now he didn't do it unceremoniously like so did so left and he just disappeared off the face of the earth and you just got to pick up your life and you just got to patch it up and you just got to bleed until it should stop and you just got to keep going Minato broke up with her but he still stayed in her life he didn't like disappear and act like she was dead and a lot of people don't like that because it's like i can't get over you but when you watch this drama you will appreciate how minato still comes around hikaru which is her little brother he still comes around and at first you know and part of me still a little bit you know because Hikaru has that bl sparkle to him I was like "Mm, maybe they want to you know give us a little wink and a nod at these two but you know what Minato was so devoted to Tsumugi that he was there with Hikaru because that was as close as he could get to her without stepping on anybody's toes but he would only do it when she was gone or when she was at work he always respectfully left whenever she was on her way you know and she never had to really cross paths with him until he interjected and when he did inject himself where he would purposely come over her house and be like, hey, what's up? It was so that he could help these two, Smoogie and So, mend so that they could be together. He loved her so much that he wanted her to be happy. I've very rarely seen a drama where a character actually loved that other person this much. He loved her so much that he was willing to be depressed for the rest of his life as a result of it. He chose depression over her. And not because he actually wanted depression, but because he knew that her and soul were so that her her attention was only going to be for like she she liked him so much that he knew, you know what, trying to compete with that and act crazy and force her to be with me, despite what's obvious. Let's just, you know what, let's just rip the fucking bandaid off, you know. So he did that. Tmugi, she definitely settled for Minato. And yet Tmugi was a very honest girl. Or woman, and if so, would have stayed away for a lifetime. She would have gotten married and had children with Minato. That's how I. That's how. Let's just say loyal. Let's. But loyal doesn't feel right to say because sometimes loyalty can make you do shit you don't want to do. And I just, I never got the impression that she was doing stuff that she didn't want to do with Minato. Unfortunately, and I hate to say this about Minato, but For Smoogie, he was second best. And when you have second best, especially if that first is just hopeless, it's a hopeless thing. You make that shit work with the the second best. And that is what she was doing. And she tried to, she, you know, even when you can't have that person that you really, 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 really really wanted, you know, the infatuation lover. When you can't have that, um, you do learn what is sweet and what is loving about the person that you get and you do learn how to genuinely appreciate that person and this is where this is the realm I think Samugi had gotten herself comfortably in so when Minato broke up with her after she spotted Sue and it started to kind of you know develop all over again she was genuinely hurt of being dumped and I think that was born from her uh, insecurity about So being there for good. Um, because I think part of her knew that, okay, I'm running after him again. And the last time I did this, he left. But Minato, I think, because he really admired his friendship with So, he wanted to get it back. And I think he took it as his personal mission that part of him getting his friendship back with not with So, was going to be him returning the balance to all of their connections. And he was going to assist So and Tamugi in getting back together. So went to college and. Uh, Obviously was deaf and found himself um, approached by a deaf person who was deaf from birth, congenital deafness. And she really took him under his wing, her wing. And she taught him sign language and befriended him and became one of his closest friends because they shared deafness. And because they shared deafness, it made her develop feelings that may have and may not have been true. This character, her name was Nana. I love her nickname, by the way. It's the cutest nickname. Nevertheless, it was difficult for me to like Nana. I I liked her in certain aspects and in certain aspects I didn't. It was like this. I did not like Nana, but there were things she said and did that I did like. So nobody, just because you're unlikable doesn't mean that you can't do likable shit. And that's what I felt about Nana. Now, Smoogie coming back into Soul's life disrupted Nana's life because she had started to grow affection. She was in love with Soul. Soul is that guy that whether you can hear or not, he just always feels like he's out of your grasp. Even if you are you have him in your arms hugging you, caressing you, embracing you, you always feel like he's away. And, you know, if any people who can understand this podcast are listening, if you are with a guy who feels like, man, I know we are together we're sitting right here on the couch together, we're holding hands, but I feel like he is a million miles away. It's going to be impossible for you to initiate not being with him. But when you guys have your breakups, because you're going to have plenty, a lot of them go ahead and walk away for good. I know it's going to be like impossible. It's going to feel impossible because when he turns that charm up, you'll go right back. But this kind of guy this is the kind of guy that you just can't get close to. You you will never be able to get right there in his bosom. So Nana she is jealous because he has been hers. These people in this show, Nana and so, they became the biggest narcs when they became deaf and Nana didn't become deaf she been deaf her whole life so she's just a fide malignant narc uh so is a I don't even want to say covert narc but he is just narcing out he knocked out this whole thing for me anyway um at, as time goes on and Smoogie is not going nowhere Nana's like damn I guess I gotta go roll up on this bitch and talk to her so she did and she signed to her and was like, you know, I feel like I got re-gifted some shit that I gave somebody else. And Smokey's looking at her like, bitch, what the fuck did you say? And I understand everything you just signed to me, but what, the, what did you even say? What does that fucking mean? And she was like, you know, I taught so how to sign. And then he taught you. And then you gonna use that to talk to me. And I know you like him. So I just felt like Nana, girl, get the fuck on out of here. Now, one thing I could like about Nana, if I have to be, you know, you know how I try to give the pros of stuff before I go in. I'm going to mix all that up together, though. So Nana, she, you know, she was honest about it. Even when she was being janky as hell, she was honest about it. So, you know, I could respect you being honest, even if it makes you very uh, unlikable right now. But. You know, she left there and it wasn't really necessarily like they were fighting or anything like that, but she was really honest in her uh, selfish desire to keep so as her own. And the only way this would have made sense for me is if so ever would have advanced her romantically, but so is like a damn He's like a diary with a lock on it. You know, back in the day when you see a diary that literally had a lock on it. This guy is not going to open up to you. He's not going to hold your hand. He's not going to hug you. He's not going to kiss you. He's not going to do none of that. And that's to the person he say he loves. So if he's not romantically involved with you, you're definitely not getting none of that. So she walks away from Smoogie, and Smoogie is like, devastated a little bit because Smoogie, when she ran back up on soul and she realized that he was deaf she went all in baby she went and um got all the deaf books she went and signed herself up to a school where she learned sign language nana when she was in college she was sitting next to this guy and this guy uh was trying to pay attention in class and Nana was like, I want to skip class. She wrote it in his little notebook and they went back and forth because he realized that she or he she typed it on his laptop. He realized that she was deaf and she was like, I want to skip class. Her idea of skipping class wasn't getting up and leaving. Her idea of skipping class was just not paying attention and doing notes. So I guess I skipped class all the way through college, high school, middle school, and all the rest of that. Because, damn, who who pays attention while the teacher's taking notes all like that? But <laughs> she was like, you going to skip with me? And he was like, yeah. And she was right. And I know he was thinking like, damn, we skipping? Okay, I thought we was just going to go get some drinks or something. So anyway, um. Uh, they go back and forth and he's mesmerized by her because she's deaf and yet she has such personality and it just bursts out of her. And to Nana's credit, she's a very unique person and the fact that she can't talk or can't speak and can't hear really is tangential to the fact that she's got a nice not nice but nice as an awesome um potential for personality that she seems fun like you know but since she's a fucking malignant malignant narc she uses her deafness you know she she holds people hostage via her deafness so they become friends, her and this guy that she's in college with back in her college days. And um. and please do not ask me how she is in college with so and she in college with the other guy. Please do not ask me that. OK, but she is having a college moment. I don't know if it's when souls not around or not, but anyway, they they start kicking in and they get cool cool enough that you know this is a promising relationship. I did ship them for a second. But she rolls up on him one day in the library and he's sitting with a grouping of people, a small group of people, and they all learn and sign and they're just excited and they're eager. And she rolls up on him and she's smiling, but that smile fades and he sees her and he's like, "Oh, come over here. I want you to meet some people." And they say hello to her and greet her and sign. And she nods at them like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to start a sign club. So that, you know, people can become more familiar with this. And it isn't such a mystery. And, you know, everybody can kind of learn how to communicate better with each other. And she was pissed off at him for that. So she stormed off and he ran after her like, what? And she was like, I didn't teach you sign to use me as a plaything. I taught you sign to communicate with you. And I'm like, bitch, do you own do you own Japanese sign language? Do you own that? Because the last time I checked, anybody who wants to do sign can sign. That is like you. Uh, Um speaking okay that's just like me I'm loved languages and that would be like me sharing with somebody how to speak a different language and them teaching somebody else what I taught them and then I go and say "Uh uh-uh I had the copyright on that why how dare you I don't want to be friends anymore it's like you know what that's what language is for it's for sharing learning and communication so she left And no, she didn't leave him and just storm off. And it was like, oh, I'm sad. Boo hoo. It was like, no, she left and they separated for years. She never saw him again, basically. She never saw him again. So this guy ends up intersecting with Minato. And Minato is at this bar and he's sad because of Smoogie and they kind of connect together at this you know this this hole in the wall it's a a little place that working men go after work and so she's um upset with him and unfortunately she doesn't even see the best part of him and the best part of him is he went on to get a career and she also said that how dare you you know you you weren't supposed to get this as your job this was not supposed to be your job i'm like bitch he didn't have a lot of prospects when it comes to jobs after he got out of college, he was struggling. And if you know anything about Japanese culture, it's all about the job, baby. If you don't get no job, uh, you're going to have a rough life. So finding a job that you can dedicate your life to is ideal. So he finally found that thing he could do and do well. And he was a shining star because he could speak and he can hear. But he chose to surround himself by those who could not. And he appreciated them. And he didn't treat them like uh special. Nobody is going. Most of people that watch dramas. Don't like to hear shit like this. But you are not special. If you have a disability. Your ass ain't special. Because you like the same sex. And you're not special. Just because you're a woman. Or just because you're the only. You know somebody in a certain area. That is not what makes you special. And at some point, one of his colleagues and his name was Masaki, Masaki, one of his colleagues was like, who's 100 percent deaf, was like, that's what I like about you. You do not treat deaf people like they're anything special. You don't treat us like we weak. The only difference between you and anybody else is you know how to speak sign language, if we can say speak. You know how to do sign language. But you ain't going to treat me like no damn special case because I can't hear. Because I think that those who are not malignant narcs when they get a disability understand that. It is not everybody else's fucking fault that you did this unless it was literally somebody's fault. But even then, you've got to come to terms unless you're just going to stop. If you're not going to stop and take yourself out, not that I'm encouraging that, but you understand what I'm saying. Unless it's the end and you're on your deathbed or something. Life keeps going. Time keeps ticking. So Nana, she she always held people hostage and she always made you feel bad. Now. One of the reasons why I can hold out, you know, and say there are things about her that I like is that she's malignant in her narcissism because she was born like this. Not been like this with everybody. She is like this with every she has likely been this way with everything she has held fondly in her life. And unfortunately, she has never had anybody sit her down and tell her, hey, knock that shit off. I understand what you're going through because you feel like there's something missing. And obviously there is, but the world does not revolve around your ass. It doesn't. So you can see that these two are having a problem and that problem is their ability to communicate. And unfortunately, Nana gets in soul's head because soul is somebody who could hear. And I have to put this in there because I don't understand it. Is that when he got to the part where he stopped being able to hear. I'm not really convinced that he's 100 percent deaf. Why? Because there were times in his, let's just say the last parts of his deafness where he had earplug, you know, hearing aids. He had hearing aids and. He stopped wearing them because one day he was pulled over on a bike, baby. How you get pulled over on a bike, though? But anyway, he got he was in his on his bike and the police pulled him over and was like, hey, you got to take that off your ears. That's that's a damn hazard. You can't be crossing streets with earplugs and you're going to get hit or something. And so was able to communicate to him that I'm deaf. You know, these are hearing aids. It's not me listening to music. The cop apologized. And kept going. So stopped wearing them damn earplugs. Because he felt like he was being you know he didn't like the fact that um, people were mistaken. The only argument that um, the only thing that he had legs to stand on was that there were a couple people in this that treated him like complete shite because he was deaf which I felt was just. It was ham-fisted the way they did this. I just seriously don't think that anybody would treat anybody like this. But let me just say this. One of these, um, you're going to notice one of these guys um, from a Japanese uh, BL, which I am not going to watch. It was never on my watch list because it, the lead in that, one of the leads in that looks like he's 12. And I just can't, nah, baby, I'm, I'm good on that. And so it just didn't interest me but uh so i'm not gonna watch it but i'm definitely not gonna watch it after this because i just felt like uh and um if i find it i'll let you know what it is but um yeah he he just treated him bad because he was deaf he made him feel inferior just because he was deaf and you know he rolled up on and him at the um diner one day and he When he discovered that so was deaf, he just kind of like, you know, backed away all slowly and didn't want to say nothing else and looked around like, oh, my God, he's deaf. And it's like, are you guys fucking joking? So I'm not going to watch his drama because his face, I can't stand to watch his face. And I don't ever want to see him in anything again, baby, because your reaction to somebody being deaf was stupid. I mean, it was dumb. And if he wouldn't have never said nothing or not said nothing, really, um, would they have made a difference? So let just let me move on. I'm not going to even go there with the the drama because I don't want to give him any shine. I hated his character. And I think that... uh, you know, I'm glad that there was a reason why I never looked at his drama. And now I understand why that is. Um, and unfortunately, now I find the drama. So I guess I'm going to just eat my last few words. He was the lead in Takara Kun to Amagi Kun. I never watched that because his opposite in that one w- looked like he's 11. And I'm good. I don't know the fascination with 11-year-old looking people. But I'm good on that one. Um so let me keep going. So you see that. So and Tamugi are trying to get back together. But just like back in the day, Tamugi, she did all the chasing. Here's another heart to heart to any young woman listening to this. Do not chase anybody. Please do not chase anybody. Why? Because guys sometimes can be a little longer to come around to you for commitment. And if you chase him and he prematurely accepts that, when he realizes that he really don't want that shit, he's going to leave you and you're going to be all in while he was just trying to abate, you know, the shame he would have felt for turning you down. So, you know, take that as you will. Nevertheless, Smoogie is still doing the chasing. He sees how much effort she's putting in and it really makes her want to, it it really makes him want to continue to be with her. However, it's really difficult for him to be with her because it reminds him of everything that he no longer has in life, namely his ability to hear. So the way that this the climax of this drama is this. So holds Tamugi's emotions in hostage eight years later. this setting of this drama is basically eight years after they get out of high school. So they knocking on 30 and he's still playing games. And he doesn't want to be with her because he can't hear her voice. That's his linchpin. And it hurts too bad to, uh, face the idea of being with her and not being able to hear her laugh or, you know, when he's, she's around him, she will, uh, not listen to music or not talk on the phone. And I can understand him being like, Hey, be natural. And if that naturalness is causing you to be different, you know, I don't kind of want that, but did it ever dawn on you you fucking narc that she's not answering the phone because she's trying to be courteous to you did it ever did it ever dawn on you that she's not responding back to text messages and stuff because she likes you that much that she gives you her undivided attention honestly that she's she like you that much that whatever else is going on is not quite as important as it would be when she's with You. One thing that really irritated me about so amongst many others, the highest, the highest uh, sin he committed for me. I know how I like to get biblical about this shit. He never so being a person who could speak and who could hear at one point in his life, which I'm not convinced he can't if he just put the fucking ear hearing aids back in. Is so can speak. He's never lost his ability to speak because he learned how to speak because he was of hearing. For majority of his life up to this point. And I just find it so offensive that he only does it at home with his family. And when he reconnected with Minato. He spoke to Minato. But not Smugi. Now, at the end, back when they were in high school and they were at after school, they were tasked with cleaning off the chalkboard, and you know, they doing their little flirtation, they having their meaningless banter back and forth. And at some point, he tells her to come here and he whispers in her ear which writers and directors that shits whack. I did not like that because did they do you think they let us hear what he said? Nope, we needed some closure on these two, and I just never got it. I am not satisfied with this drama in any way. So they replayed that one because the last place that they met in current day was back at high school. And he told her to come here and he whispered in her ear. And we didn't get to hear that. So I guess that was him gifting her with his voice. But nah, baby, I don't want no motherfucking whisper. I want him to be like, smoky, skitty. you know, I want him to be like, I love you out loud and shit so they did give him that i'm gonna give him a half a point for him whispering that shit but he never did it again as far as i'm concerned baby i know you were supposed to probably infer that throughout the course of their lives he was gonna speak at some point but i'm just like you know what he gave that to minato as a gift immediately like when minato was had finally gotten so to meet up with him you know he said minato out loud Do you know that that would have how that would have healed that girl's heart for you to say smoogie out loud or Alba? Because he called her Alba, I think. And do you know what that would have did to her for you to do that? That would have been a more cogent way for you to apologize to this girl for leaving her high and dry a decade ago. So I did not like that about this drama. Did they end up together at the end? Yes, but only because Minato rolled up on uh, Tamugi. He went to her apartment and he was like, look, you know, Sho only sees you as the person you was eight years ago. He has not developed his idea of who you are beyond that girl you were back in high school you on the other hand you take him for where he is when you learned who he is you readjusted yourself to the current day so he's still tripping off who you are when you was fucking 18 years old and you damn near 30 now and I thought that was so astute and so att- it was so intelligent of Minato to say that and he was dead right because after he rejected her again at his house, her house on the second to last episode. After she had a chance to talk to Minato and he said, he pulled out his phone and was like, where should I tell him to meet you? And she was like, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. And he was like, you sure? Because your ass game has not been able to do uh, nothing else yourself. So she's like, I got it. And she was like, you know, texted, um, so. Uh, sue so, and was like i want a redo of yesterday where should we talk and he sent her back uh let's meet at the high school that for me made minato my my absolute gem he was a star for me they 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 sort of gave us a couple bl moments between hikaru her brother and one of his other high school friends which i Am okay with shipping him with him. But actually, I don't even need to ship him even in a BL way. Although, I ain't going to even lie. It was a little twinkle. I I saw a little sprinkling. But Minato loved Smoogie to death. He just really did. And am I okay with that sentiment being the last thing I think about with Minato? Yeah, I am. I'm okay with him not having had a love interest. I really am. Nana, even though at the end her gesture of giving Minato a flower, which he then gave to Smoogie, Okay, baby, you gave it to Smoogie. And um, her, you know, buying flowers for the college mate, Masaki, Masaki, who she completely trashed emotionally. She never actually said she was sorry to him. She never said she was sorry to uh smoogie for going the fuck off she never said she was sorry to uh so for holding him hostage for not liking her back that bitch Uh uh-uh. that, that that's what i don't like about nana she's unapologetic and i know a lot of us w- walks through life hurting people left and right and may not know it but she would make these statements about how you know Not everybody that's deaf thinks like this. And I do realize that. That was just me tripping in that moment. She would say stuff like that, but it wasn't like she was saying she was sorry. She was just saying it when Soul would come to her panicked and shit that, you know, it's not working out with Smoogie. She'd be like, look, when I told you you should only be with another deaf person, I was tripping. That does, everybody that's deaf doesn't think the same way. And the reason why I think Nana should have apologized to Soul. Is because she indoctrinated him. And when things went left with him and Smoogie, you could tell that he started to feel like, you know what, the fact that I can't hear your voice and I really want to talk to you and I just want to, you know, talk on the phone with you and all this kind of stuff. You could tell that he started to think, you know what, it is better that I'm with another deaf person. So let me dump Smoogie so I can live this terrible existence forever. So I just, you know, I just this drama left me with a lot of emotions that um, do not make me look favorably on the people in this show that I'm positive. The writers wanted us to to feel sorry for. I do not feel sorry for so so was an asshole, baby, and his family never took the time to sit down with him and say, hey, you're an asshole. And we know you deaf and, you know, we love you because we're going through all these changes for you. And guess what? You still an asshole. You still an asshole. And we don't appreciate that. Now, I'm going to give so some points. I did not understand him not speaking more. Let's let me transition into um, and wrap this up and just um, I'm going to title this section. Uh, present day uh, advancements. Because I will never know what it's like to be deaf or have a disability that takes away a, a part of my senses altogether. I know the turmoil must be awful, though, and I know that the life altering uh, situations that they find themselves in um Or something that you just would not wish upon your worst enemy. I understand that. But there is so much technology on this earth now. That pretty much other than his disability to list, to hear. Baby. Y'all didn't have to go through none of that. Not any of it. Number one. Now I'm just putting myself in these shoes and I can never know for sure at least not now but hearing loss is something that the average person is going to experience if they get into an elderly stage so I think hearing loss is one of those disabilities that's more let's just say tangible for people who are not deaf and by all of that I mean We're girls, mostly girls listening to this. Don't we love stationery and pens and pencils and markers and all that kind of shit? Baby, do you know I will have the cutest notebook and the cutest pens and pencils and all that kind of stuff so that while I'm on the subway or when I go to work or when I'm around my loved ones, baby, do you want to talk, baby? Ain't shit going to keep us from talking. Now, I understand that sign language is important to a deaf person and it has a its place in this life. But... At one point, Smoogie was like, you know, I am learning, but I am I worry about whether I'm really getting through to you. I worry about whether you're getting through to me. I worry about whether I'm losing things in the translation of what you're saying to me via sign language because you can't say everything. And I'm screaming at my device like, but you can you fucking can pick up your notebook and a piece of paper and write that shit down write down everything you feel number one number two we live in the best age ever right now anyway all these damn texting we got all these computers All these, we have a computer in our pockets all day long <laughs> so you could not text this girl exactly how you feel you cannot pull up a video of a song that can get to the heart of the matter. I understand you can't listen to no songs that's new because you ain't going to know what the hell they saying. But you can call, turn on the closed caption and be like, damn, I like the words that they saying. Have you ever listened to a song and like it, but fall in love with it once you get the lyrics? None of these problems had to be issues. None of them. Now, I understand you want to learn sign language because that's just probably most respectful to a deaf person because that's going to probably be the fastest way to communicate with them. But I don't even know about that because when he talked to Minato and when he talked to other people, you ever heard of speech to text? They would just have those speech to text apps and everything they said would be typed out. Why was this show at Acting like there was no technology. Marry that to this disability. That's the wonderful thing about technology nowadays. It really, honestly is. I have acquaintanceship with somebody very close to me who has. A slight disability where they didn't get 100%. And that's the thing. Also, disabilities have degrees. And so did describe that. You know what? I can talk, but it hurts my feelings to talk to the people that I'm around because I can't hear myself. And it makes me feel insecure and it really hurts me. And I'm not doing a good job of describing it. Maybe, maybe not. But if you watch this drama, he really does do an effective job of helping me to understand why won't he just talk? But even with saying all that, I would like to think that if it's somebody I love, like that person you want to be with, that person you really like, baby, at some point, I'm going to say I'm going to talk to you, you know, and even if you don't do it a lot because it hurts so bad. I'm going to tell you I love you because one of the cruelest things I think that's so dead to her is he could not hear her voice, but she could hear his and he never gave it to her. Forget that little whisper at the end. I don't give a damn. He never talked to her and he can. And he opted not to. And I just thought that was so. At some point while she was signing, he's like, Are you still talking when you sign? And she was like, Yeah. And he almost made her feel like she was sinning by talking while she signed. And it was only natural. And my thing is if it's natural for her to talk when she signs, it's almost leading me to believe that it's unnatural that you're not talking while you're signing because you can talk. I also thought something that was a little unnatural about this uh nana who was deaf from birth. um I have acquaintanceship with somebody in you know uh my intimate circle who is deaf, and he makes sounds when he speaks or when he signs to me. They're just unintelligible um gruntings and mumblings but he does make sound so i thought that you know what writers and directors why y'all wanted our hearts to bleed for these fucking narc ass deaf people in this drama you should have been uh presenting it the way it actually is because nana would have been uh uh uh, uh all the, she would have been doing that the entire time but when she signed she was quiet and that is not congruent with the actual experience with deaf people how they will mumble and grumble and and unintelligent unintelligibly grunt when they do their signs because you just can't help the sounds that are going to come out of you so you know a lot of these um Writers, they feel like they're being stunning and brave by giving you dramas with lead characters that have disabilities and all that, and they use those as a shield to keep you from being able to criticize their drama, yet when they want to prettify the damn disability, They they will. They they take all the liberty in the world to prettify that because Nana would have been grunting all over the place. And so too would so so would have been speaking, but instead he used that as a weapon against Smoogie to make her feel bad to kind of chase her off. Like I feel so bad I can't hear your voice that I know you using your voice when you talking to me and that hurts me like boy get the fuck on out of here that girl wants to be with you and she knows you from back in the day so she really knows you and you want to play these games with her as if you know torturing yourself for a lifetime is something she actually would be okay with letting you do even though she was willing to walk away from you for good if you did not want her so what is my assessment of this drama you know, I understand the story that they were trying to tell. And do I commend them for putting deaf people in there? I'm not that I'm not the, the person who gets all um uh, who, who's wild by that. Why? Because I am a human being and I realize that everybody on Earth is not the same. And I know that everybody has struggles and problems and you putting some deaf people in front of me. It's not my only exposure to deaf people. I know people that are deaf intimately. I know people who cannot see intimately. And therefore, uh, you know, you're not exposing me to something. And it's not my rejection of this drama has shit to do with them being able to hear or not be able to hear because you fied it because the girl that couldn't hear would have been grunting all over the place. And. It doesn't seem like you guys wanted that in this drama. And one would have to wonder why. Nevertheless, this is, um, you know, not necessarily a romance. I don't really see that tag. I mean, it, there is a romance tag, but what no damn romance. And baby, just because you have people with disabilities in your drama it does not shield you from criticism over your tags. So I take that back. There is a tag. And I was looking underneath the sub, the sub tags. But drama was non-existent. It was non-existent. Smoogie and uh, so they the best they did was hold hands. And at one point, Smoogie trying to comfort this narc, she tried to hold his hand and he pulled it away. It was like, boy, do you know that you are lucky that girl is giving you her fucking time when she could be happy over there with me, not all Everybody was running after, you know, Sue. And I just really, so Sue, I struggle with that name, guys. Sorry. So was being chased by everybody, which I'm just like, baby, you need to calm the fuck down and get on somewhere. Everybody chasing you down, but you so sad. So I you know, I, I, you get no commendation for me because just just because your characters were deaf. Look, this guy, um Ren. I don't think I can watch any more dramas with him in it. It's just something about the romance just never lands with him. He did not, you know what, I resigned myself to not getting no romance from him. They held hands at the end, and baby, it was not lace and fingers. It was um, uncle and niece. It was uncle and niece. So <clears throat> as far as romance was it was concerned, the most tender thing I can think of is at the very beginning, probably the first episode, literally in the first minute, they woke up in the morning, you know, and Minato and Tamugi were in the bed together, signifying that they are together, baby. And I loved that. I was like, wow, they're together for real. That's all you're going to get, though. When it comes to romance, where was the motherfucking, where was the romance? What not no romance. Nobody kissed anybody. Megudo then, do you have a clause or something in your contract that you can't get close to people? Because to soy, which was a, the worst drama for me, especially in the BL subgenre, he did not kiss that little boy at, what, at all. And at first I was like, okay, it's both of them, you know. But, you know, I'm starting to see a pattern. And Megudo... I just think that I am done with you. I just think this is the end of the road for us. Because I just, I cannot ever get satisfied in a drama with you. I just can't. What would have made this drama better? Because at the end, I would never be as uh, obtuse as to think that, oh, two deaf people, should only be together because they're deaf and two people who can hear they should be together but by the end baby on the 12th episode the 11th I'm sorry I'm starting to feel like so and Nana belong together because they're raging narcs okay because y'all y'all connecting just because y'all narcs and shit doesn't make y'all a connection but something about whatever the hell y'all got going between y'all I think that needs to keep going Eminato and Tamugi, um, I am. I, I feel apologetic to myself because I think that those two should be together. Every time he gets around her, he spits that cold game to her. He tells her exactly. And then when he gets done kicking the cold game to her, he swoops right on in with a solution, baby. He don't give you another problem. He not sniveling to my love you and I'm sad. He's like, you know what? Through the tears glistening in his eyes, he is like, baby, where should I tell him to meet you at so y'all can make up? And I'm going to go home and just cry on my own. And I just, you know. This this drama was torturous to me. When I picked it up, I couldn't let it go, though. Because with Meguro Ren, you're always waiting for him to do something. And I just think this is the last time I'm going to be waiting for you to do something. I think the next time I see Meguro Ren in a drama, I, maybe I'll read the reviews only and see if it was worth it. But I just, I'm not going to watch anything else with him in it. Kabakuchi Haruna, I will continue to watch her and stuff. She does not have some claws that I can't get close because she was in a drama with a very attractive, well-known Japanese guy that I can't name right this second. But they went there. They kissed. They, they, yes. Minato. Togawa Minato was played by Suzuka which i want to see him in something else and i want him to be the male lead and i want him to get the girl or the guy because baby i don't it don't make me no difference which one you do i want him to win and you know i know this is not gonna be possible (laughs) but i wish they would resurrect Minato, his character, through and through. Please just, you know, give us like a 10 minute synopsis at the beginning. Like, ooh, his heart was broken by Smoogie, but he went and he found somebody that loves him. And it's not even connected to sewing them. Like, I don't, I do not want season two of this shit. Silent, too. No, we want loud. Make the next one loud because I want Minato to find love. So that's the takeaway from this. Minato, uh, Do I recommend that you watch this? (laughs) If you are a shipper of the second male lead, I'm going to say it's going to be painful for you to watch Minato because he's just a swell guy. He's a good guy. And he is who needs to be with Tmugi. And she's a really good girl, so you can't even get mad at her for choosing. So, because Minato handles it like a complete professional, but um, I would say if you suffer from second male lead syndrome really badly, like if that's really hard for you, I would say go ahead and skip this. You won't miss nothing. Ain't shit. Megudurin. Uh, nothing. You. You. Nothing. Gorgeous, beautiful face. And very charismatic, but it just goes, it's leading to nowhere. And maybe that's why he picked this character, because this drama um, left me right where I started out. Um, It really didn't take me anywhere. And if it did, it wasn't pleasant. But Kabaguchi uh, Haruna, I'll definitely watch her again. And um, Silent, how many stars do I give it? For Minato's sake, I give it I give Minato five stars. The drama itself, because it did kind of make me um stalk it down. I'm gonna give it three stars. And overall, if you can withstand watching Minato get his feelings hurt, go ahead and watch it because Minato is the reason why silent is worth it.